How to build a content strategy in four easy steps with Kelly Johnson. The In Search SEO podcast is brought to you by SimilarWeb, helping you build better SEO strategies with digital intelligence, insights, and data. Hey, it's David. What are the main steps to building a content strategy in 2024? That's what we're covering today with a lady who has over a decade of experience writing engaging content in various sectors. She's talked several times at Brighton SEO, is a proud serial mentor for Women in Tech SEO, and has been published in Blue Array's in-house SEO success book. A warm welcome to the InSearch SEO podcast, the head of content at Stayshore Group, Kelly Johnson. It's having me. Hey Kelly, thanks for coming on. Well, you can find Kelly over at stayshore.co.uk. So Kelly, why does content really matter in 2024? In 2024, content is going to be more important than ever. I think especially with the release of AI and more people learning how to use tools like ChatGDP, which can create content at speed, having good quality content that creates value to people and being able to do that properly is going to be really important because it isn't just the speed at which you can create volumes of content. It's really going to be down to the value in 2024. So you mentioned ChatGPT there. We might um, sneak in a little bit of a conversation about the impact that AI is having on content later on. But today you're sharing the four uh, steps that you can use to actually build a content strategy, starting off with number one, set objectives slash intent for your content. Yeah, so it's really important when you're setting out on a content journey to think about the reason why you're creating that content, not just creating it for the sake of it because you think you should. Being able to really refine why you're talking about something, why that matters to your customers or your clients, and then pitching that based on where your level of expertise is, is really important. So being able to marry those two things together, understanding your audience and set why you want to write content in the first place really helps to then define your actions afterwards and to help you measure or not with whether or not it's a success. So how do you go about aligning your content to your business objectives? Because I guess it's a challenge to, for every single piece of content, um, have a metric tied to it. Yeah, I think tying in what you're talking about with what areas you should be talking about. So for example, uh, I work in the travel insurance industry um, and there we can talk about travel because that's important to our customers. So understanding what is important to your customers and that kind of wider arching aim and then where you sit in that. So obviously insurance is our thing. So we can talk about travel from that point of view and get other people with expertise to then lay in their own thoughts on top of that is then really important to make sure that your talking about the right things you're not like we would never put out pancake recipes because we're a travel insurance thing but it might sometimes feel like you need to do that sort of thing around pancake day because you think oh well everyone's interested in pancake day and all of these you know social days in in the calendar but just because a day exists and your customers might be interested in that if you don't have authority to talk about that then you really shouldn't be talking about that because it's not going to help increase your authority and trust in the area so every piece of content you produce, you really need to be thinking, is this going to help someone think better about me and my business? Or am I just producing this for the sake of it because I think I should? 
Okay, good point there. So um, maybe 10 years ago, you could get away with that because perhaps there was less content online and you'd have a better opportunity to actually rank for that and and perhaps even do business as a result of it. But even if you take your pancake example and you say something like, um, it's going to be pancake day, uh, why not go to the home of having pancakes for breakfast, America, this year and remember your travel insurance? Is that, is that too tenuous uh, a link to, to be thinking of? It might be a, a bit of a push. I think it's it's worth thinking about, like, are you pushing your agenda more than the agenda that, that people would have? Like, are people really going to be interested in going to America to eat? I mean, to be fair, some people might be interested in going to, to America to eat pancakes. But if you're pushing your agenda more than what's actually going to be of interest to, to your customers, then it, it always reads as being a bit too tenuous. You know, if you've got a CTA at the end of absolutely everything, then it's just a bit too forceful is not understanding where someone is in their journey. So measurements for things like that is always more more readership than, you know, sales off the back of that sort of um, article. And your second step is to target the audience and their pain points and ensure that they're matched um, with um, you and where your brand fits in. Yeah, so looking at tent is like the most important step, understanding what, uh, if someone's looking for something that's more informational, if they want to go and buy something, making sure that even on a commercial page, for example, uh, for travel insurance, that we have terms that are travel insurance as well as terms that are what is travel insurance. But those two have two very different intents behind them. One of them is very informational, that someone just doesn't know what it is and they want to understand more. The other one is very transactional because they want to then buy travel insurance. So being able to separate that out and make sure that anything is information that is informational is answered in an informational setting with the right level of call to actions within there that might say, oh, go and find out more about our travel insurance here versus something that's more commercial that, you know, is talking more about your brand and how you can help to solve their problem can really help that, that first stage to understand what are they looking for? What other questions are related to this topic that might be of interest to them? So if you were going to Nice in France, for example, then there might be other topics around there that you might want to explore um, as a blog article, like uh, Monaco and the beaches in Nice. So there's lots of different areas you can look at to understand if someone's going to this place, what are the questions and the concerns that they might then have when they're going to this place or whatever that article is that you're writing. Okay, um, so you talk about questions or concerns. I, I mentioned pain points as well. How do you discover what they are, what, what your audience's pain points are? Do you have to have conversations directly with them? If you have a customer service team, for example, can you ask their advice in terms of what you should be writing? Yeah, you can find out pain points in lots of different places. And I think one of the, the first places, obviously looking at, at search terms, looking at those long tails, seeing what people are searching for on a more generic level, looking for things that have questions in them. So, you know, what, where, when, why uh, sorts of questions, pulling those out, as well as looking in customer services. So talking to your sales teams, asking them what people are saying, um, looking at reviews as well, not just your own reviews on sites like Trustpilot, but looking at your competitors' reviews as well to see what the pain points are and what the differences in pain points are between people using you versus choosing other places um, especially because you can filter those out on you know the four well the one and two stars you can really kind of hone in to see what that problem is and then on the reverse look at like the four and five stars to find out what what problems have been solved uh, for these people in that area that you can then look to address 
Right, okay. So that touches upon what you should be writing about in terms of um, the challenges that your audience is facing. But um, your step number three is research, um, and that's establishing, I guess, the broad core topics that you should be writing about. Yeah. So when you're researching, that that can involve a lot of things. I mean, you could use AI to research as well as looking at, at Google, just to have that really broad sense that if someone's looking for one topic, what are the what absolutely everything that someone could be interested in? Nobody is interested in when if you're looking at a, an article online, if you really want in-depth information there, what does that depth look like for someone? Like, are they just looking for a quick answer, like as a you know, FAQ schema markup, or are they looking for that really long tail information? Do they want to know absolutely everything about this in like a guide format? So it's important when you're researching to have a look to see what other people are ranking in that area. So of those top top ranked articles for whatever you want to rank this for, what is that depth of information that that is being positively interacted with already? It isn't always the skyscraper technique of adding more and more as well. Uh, sometimes less is more, but that can take that can be a bit more of a bold decision. So sometimes it is it takes a lot of research there to understand what you need to produce, whether or not that's images as well. So it's not just the text that we're looking at. Is that video formats? Is that images and graphics and sound? Like how are you going to make this stand out to someone and really? not just deliver the same as someone else. So you can't just rehash something that someone else has already done. You have to go the extra step and give that extra value for someone, for them to want to click on yours and then for them to have a positive feeling afterwards that then helps your brand. Because that's really what content should be doing in that sense, is that it should be building on your brand rather than someone just reading it and, and going away. And if you've researched the SERP and you've seen three or four incredible pieces that um, you believe completely answers what consumers are looking for, do you just draw the line under this particular opportunity and look for something else? Or do you still attempt to compete in that space? Um, You could attempt to compete if you have a different idea of the format that, that you could update it in. So if you look at those and go, actually, they're really long. I think I might be able to answer that in a quicker way or with a different format or breaking up. I think if you're saying exactly the same thing as other people, you don't have something new to add to the table. I don't think there's any point being there because if you aren't adding anything new, you're just saying exactly the same as someone else. And then that's what everyone else is doing. Trying to find something of value then online then becomes really difficult. So I I think you still need to make sure that you're adding value. It might be in a different format or it might be in a a different nugget of information or a different viewpoint that isn't quite explained in something else. But yeah, you shouldn't just rehash what's already already there because yeah, it's it's just not going to be very engaging for people. And it's if something else is already ranking there already, it's going to be quite hard to compete against something that already exists. It's just not worth your effort. Yeah. And that touches on step number four, which is decide on the format. Um, so obviously video is more prevalent nowadays. How do you decide um, if a different format is probably the one to go for? Yeah, I think sometimes that's an effort versus gain looking at that. So if you don't know how well this is going to rank, then you might start with just like, you know, a, a basic written post that then has, um, you know, some imagery in it to see how well that does as a first step. But if that then starts doing really well, then that might mean that you can invest further. Because obviously video isn't always easy for a lot of companies to to produce on a good scale. 
and on uh, with good quality as well. So if they don't have the capability to do that, then either they'd have to investigate agencies or whoever to be able to help create them a good quality video uh, or if they have the capability of doing it themselves it yeah so it, it depends on that um, effort versus gain there so you wouldn't want to do it for absolutely everything because if you if you do that for a brand new article and you're ranked in you know position 50 then you've just wasted a lot of resource in in doing that uh, versus where you could have been spending that resource elsewhere so i think it's important to get the bread and butter right of the the core article and then afterwards go in and make sure that you're looking at that from you know, a conversion rate point of view or formally a readability point of view to see where those pain points are that you can then help um, through video and through imagery, imagery and through audio formats. And you try to incorporate EAT into each piece of content? Definitely. I think it's, it's, it's really important to make sure that all articles are written by the right people, that it's not just something that you're churning out as a random uh, article. You say, you know, if I were to start writing articles about the Bahamas, you know, I've never been to the Bahamas, so I shouldn't really have an opinion on the Bahamas unless I'm talking about travel insurance there. So making sure that you, you're you talking on the right things and that you're you're never trying to persuade someone that you're actually trying to build trust with them. So you're trying to actually ask them to trust you, that you know what you're talking about rather than going, oh, yeah, go and go and buy this from us. It really works a lot better. It's a lot stronger message to focus on. And is there a good, effective, worthwhile way of using AI as part of your content in 2024? Yeah, I think AI, AI is here to stay. I think it's very new and a lot of people are getting very over-friendly with it. Um, but I think it's there almost as an advanced Google for us. So it can really help with that research phase to speed up us finding the answers that we're looking for. So if you're looking for, you know, beaches in Nice, then that might be able to help with some of the very basic formatting and finding some of the information. But you have to really be aware that it, it lies a lot. It can pull information from from all sorts of. I thought it was hallucinating. Is that the same as lying? Hallucinating. <laughs> a liar. Yeah, it hallucinates a lot. Yeah, it's a liar. Yeah, so it, you have to be really careful that you are still checking that it's accurate in exactly the same way that you do with Google, but it just speeds up that process really in that it's taking that extra step, but it definitely needs like over-editing. It's not quite there yet with things like tone of voice. Yeah, so it's it should be used and it can help speed you up, but really it's just about creating efficiencies rather than like replacing us and churning out content. Let's finish off with the Pareto Pickle. So Pareto says you can get 80% of your results from 20% of your efforts. What's one SEO activity you would recommend that provides incredible results from modest levels of effort? It's, that would be uh, internal linking, I think, for me. Uh, the amount of effort that it takes versus the output, which we found on our own articles, even just from adding a few internal links that go back to that article from other relevant places, just has such a significant impact versus the effort that it takes. So that would be mine. Superb. I've been your host, David Bain. You can find Kelly Johnson over at stayshore.co.uk. Kelly, thanks so much for being on the InSearch SEO podcast. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Check out all the previous episodes and sign up for a free trial of the Similar Web platform over at similarweb.com.